Guys, I am joined by EC3 right now. You know him from currently Ring of Honor, WWE, Impact. He has his uh, special event coming up this weekend. It's called Free the Narrative. He has a match with Matt Cardona. Uh, we're going to get into what fans can expect from that event, how it all came together, uh, everything else you got going on. How are you doing today? Doing excellent. Happy Free the Narrative Day. Uh, it's not a match with Matt Cardona. It's a fight with Matt Cardona. And the narrative is a place where people fight. It's not about fighting so much an opponent as much as it is fighting your past self, finding yourself, finding your purpose, taking back your control, fighting for freedom. So this is an event, freethenarrative.com. It's going to be streaming on Vimeo. It's not just this weekend. I wouldn't dare go up against a pay-per-view, but this is something that's going to be around for a very long time. And I think it's something that's going to travel through word of mouth, so to speak. So a lot of... Uh, discussions to be taking place nobody knows what it is and i don't know how to tell you what it is other than it's something you've never seen before in the wrestling genre but it's far more than just wrestling yeah you guys can uh you can pre-order it now it premieres tonight at 8 p.m eastern uh and hey real fast if you use the promo code free wrestle zone you get 20 percent off there you go Look at that. uh vimeo.com slash on demand slash free the narrative go check it out use the promo code yeah and like too this is something too a lot of talented wrestlers you know invested their time there is no money in this so you know when people say support this wrestler supporting it helps them out and uh supporting it helps get their names out and these are all names that are included besides myself and matthew cardona that deserves some sort of recognition in this industry so it's interesting and there's some surprises. Yeah. Uh, th the trailer came out uh, a couple weeks ago and it was, I, I want to use the, the right phrase. It was on brand for what you're trying to do right now. It didn't give everything away. So I think it's building to what people can watch tonight. Um, it's hard too, because I'm selling something, telling you something. We've created something so different that, I don't want to give too much away, but then you don't know what you're getting into either. So you might be like, I have no idea what this is. Why would I watch it? I think as it releases this weekend, feedback comes in. We could slowly trickle out a little bit more and words, words travel fast, you know? So hopefully that's the best way. Matt is another guy that wanted to tell his story, his history on social media and with Z true Long Island story. And now the podcast, it, it, it's very public. Um, what made him the right opponent for this fight? Like, it seems like there's a lot of parallels, even though it's uh, a different delivery. It, you know, he's very loud, animated. You're very, you know, serious, uh, almost like a cinematic approach. Stoic in a way. Yeah. But I can get loud. I mean, I can really fucking let loose but no you i think you mentioned exactly why matt was a perfect uh, opponent because he he's sort of the forefather of what wrestlers have done to get noticed how they've kind of with like z true long island story he's the one that took initiative to create on his own without any creative input without anybody backing him he went out on a limb by himself hell or high water whether it gets me fired whether it gets me my push whatever it may be he took the initiative and then people have 
jumped on that. And that's kind of the way things are now. You can use social media as a tool. There's no reason to stand by and be stagnant. There's no reason to sit back and complain. If you don't like what you're doing, you have the options, you have the ways, the means. If you just put that effort in, you can get your message out, tell your story. It may not correlate to what you want to do on television, but there's at least satisfaction in that. So that's why Matt's a perfect opponent because he kind of started this. And the reason you mentioned there's parallels between us. There is, I kind of equate it to the bizarro world in a sense, because we're very similar yet so very different. And he's the perfect opponent too, because upon our release a year ago, I just expected more on him. You mentioned what he does, the podcasts, the toys, his happiness, he portrays his fan service, so to speak. I just think there's bigger issues to be talked about. There's bigger problems within the world of entertainment, within the world of wrestling, but the world in general. And I feel like he's turning a blind eye to that. And I just kind of wake him up, want to wake him up to what this world truly is. I don't want him hiding behind nostalgia so much as to become who I think he should be. But in theory, he is who he wants to be. So it's an interesting conflict. And maybe going to another uh, person you had a, a conflict with, Moose, who yes. is also featured. Uh, you had the on-air work in Impact Wrestling, but he has recently credited you as your, you know, cited your real-life relationship as a friend, helping him transform. He said how control your narrative. He he really took it to to heart, and it's transformed as personal life is fitness he looks incredible he said that uh he dropped like three months three sorry in three months he dropped about 30 pounds so i mean not to say like you, you you take pride in it but what kind of you know response have you is that the response that you wanted from him as far as no no I mean, I, I don't really. You are absolutely right. Everything you said is absolutely correct. I did transform him, physically guided him. He took initiative on it. Uh, what I want him to control his narrative. The only reason I came back to Impact was to do what I did with him to hopefully set him loose, make him who he's supposed to be, become the monster, the killer, like one of the toughest men, legit in wrestling, as opposed to. I don't know, hiding behind whatever he was doing, falling in line with whatever he's seeing on his social media, or just like, I want to be the macho man today. I want to be, I want him, I want Moose to become Moose. And I brought a lot out of him, physically transformed him. Absolutely. I, the problem is, I think he's falling into the traps that come with physical improvement and acknowledgement and gym selfies and i'm doing the, like it's seriously and yeah i tell him this often i will send him an idiot's dumb stupid bathroom gym selfie and i say you are doing this and he he loves he still loves the acknowledgement so he's still not who he should be hopefully i believe he has a match coming up with a AEW champion slash impact champion Maybe he can unleash himself truly who he is in that match, or maybe he'll fall in line and do the same old tired shit everybody does in wrestling because this is wrestling and it only exists on the comments 
likes, retweets we have in our cell phone, as opposed to the big, broader scope of becoming absolutely dominant, killer, victorious, win at all costs. So that's on him. I've done a lot for him, but as you'll see in Free the Narrative, there's still so much more to do. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell that story in Impact. But if I create my own thing, if I control the narrative, if I tell my own stories with these people, I can tell that story. And that's what this is about too, is just everybody complains about their bad creative. Well, if you don't like what you're doing, do some shit yourself. That's what we're trying to do. How far do you want to take this? Because that is an interesting perspective. You, you did your, your thing in impact. You're working with ring of honor now, but you're also doing this a lot, you know, you're doing this at the same time. So and I believe you've referenced it. It's not wrestling matches. It, you, you see it as an art form. So how far do you want to take this? How far do you think it could go? Like, it seems like from the last one that you did to now that there are more people involved in it. So it, it's certainly growing. This is, it's broad and it's bold. And where does, where do I want to take it is a very interesting question. And it's kind of one I don't have an answer for because I kind of almost feel I don't like the Joker. Like I'm just doing things and seeing what happens. And I don't know why, but uh, in a broad sense for a wrestling sense, I view the narrative as sort of a alternate content to what's taking place in the wrestling world. We all know all these promotions exist. We all know who all these wrestlers are. We all know they have personal interactions, but just because they're represented by different three letter brands, they don't necessarily mingle or everything has to be promotion based. I want to create somewhere people can come and experiment, create themselves, destroy their past, try something new, be different, alternative content for wrestling that exists within the realm of wrestling, but doesn't affect anything that has to do with a major promotion. So it's pretty much a creative forum. And then when you think bigger and bolder, from some of the feedback I got, I don't want to, but I will, it seems to play to a mainstream a lot and like a lot of mainstream emotions and people who are not necessarily wrestling fans watching it and being affected by the stories emotionally, enjoying the action, things of that nature. So in theory, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like a five-part series that could stream on Amazon. I don't know. That'd be cool. Maybe it's an independent film that gets picked up in little film festivals. Maybe it just lives on Vimeo and nobody watches it. <laughs> but regardless, it doesn't matter because we went out there, we created, we did something different. This is a new world. Uh, the circumstances provided us time to, to do something. You could sit at home and wait for this pandemic to be over and live in fear or you could make something out of the time that you had and just, just, just do something. And I was sick of sitting around. So I did something. People should realize that the most, like if the past year has taught me anything, I'll say personally, like be, get out there, create something. I feel like use the situation to your advantage, create something positive. I certainly think you've done that. Uh, again, you guys can check it out. It premieres at 8 p.m. tonight on Vimeo. Um, 
I want to bounce back to some of the other work you're doing, because as I mentioned, you're, you're working with Ring of Honor right now. Uh, Flip Gordon, you've been involved with lately. Uh, you teamed with him, you beat the Briscoes, you have your own thing going on. How can he challenge you as a performer? Because it seems like you had your personal reasons for working with Moose. You have a connection with Matt Cardona. How can Flip Gordon challenge you as a performer? I think a guy like Flip Gordon is someone who's realized who he was and wants to become something more. So I feel like a guy like Flip Gordon is someone who's going to emulate things I have done. And I see a lot of my former self in a Flip Gordon, but I also see him coming out of his shell, so to speak, becoming more than he was. He's not the smiling white meat. Let's go. Here's a backflip for no reason kind of guy. He's kind of become methodical. He's becoming well-read. He's becoming insightful and different. He's speaking his opinion. And I know it gets him a lot of hate sometimes too. But the fact he goes out there and does it, I respect that. I have no qualms or questions or agreements or disagreements on that. But who he's becoming, he does. I don't need to challenge him. He's looking to challenge me. And I I respect that. And as I learned in my match with Jay Briscoe, the Ring of Honor 19th anniversary, is I found that honors, honor still exists in our industry. And honor is real. Ring of Honor has honor. And so I welcome the challenge. And there's many challenges left in Ring of Honor, mostly the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, which now that I know honor is real, that's kind of my goal. Fans are coming back for best in the world in July. Thank you, God. Oh, right? Okay. You know what? What it feels like to fall down and do superplexes and get dropped on your head to no reaction? It sucks. It sucks. It hurts a lot more. So, yes, fans will be back for best in the world. And that excites me. So, so it's safe to say, yes, you are excited because I was going to mention a lot of the work that you have done was closed set. The impact stuff was uh, no fans in attendance. And, you know, you, you have the narrative stuff that's, uh, you know, it, it's a film event, like it's a project. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you answered my question right away. You're excited. Uh I'm excited to see you mentioned the world title aspirations, but um... what did suck is that, I don't know, I got ill and was hospitalized. So I missed the last batch of Ring of Honor leading into what we're exactly doing. So they've been very good with me and fortunate took care of me and understanding of the fact I was hospitalized with cellulitis, but missing that lead up to it sucked but i am excited for july and i am excited for best in the world very much so yeah i I will mention uh you you did share kind of what was going on on social media glad to see you're doing better you seem like you're in better spirits but it's also really good to uh it's good to see that you know they put your health first like did you I mean, if it's not asking too much, did you feel like you still wanted to be there and they kind of pushed you to stay home? Or was it something like you understood at this point? Like, okay, we, we both agree. Yeah, it was so confusing because it came out of nowhere and I was so blindsided and shocked. And then next thing I know, I'm hospitalized. It kind of all coronated in the time. So when I told them, they were like, 
get healthy, you know? So mm-hmm. it kind of would have been, I wouldn't have been able to complete like physicals and tests to make it. So yeah, it's pretty much, I don't know what's going on. I am still <laughs> and hospitalized. Will you take care of that and let mm-hmm. us know? And I let him know. So glad to see you're doing well. Uh, Hopefully we get to see you back on. I, I don't know what's going on. So like you just said, you missed the tapings. Uh, there's a lot of ground to cover between now and July 11th. Um, if I can get you to pick a match that you've had since or a fight leaving uh, since leaving WWE in the past year, is there one, whether it was the 19th anniversary match, is there anything that's, yeah. 100% that'd be that one uh, because First off, Briscoe is one of the reasons I went to Ring of Honor. One of the guys I've always wanted to work with. A, a team I've had so much respect for, but Jay is kind of, again, when I say Cardona's a bizarro me, like there's nothing in common between Jay Briscoe and I, except for the fact we both love what we do in wrestling. And I knew that there was something special there, especially if we fought. And I know that's a, the one guy that can proved to me because I've lost a lot of respect and I've lost a lot of love for professional wrestling for obvious reasons, no doubt. But to see if I still loved it, to see if I still believed honor was real, he was kind of the guy. And so that match of Ring of Honor 19, I think is a very, very strong first chapter into what could become a very epic feud within Ring of Honor. But what I loved about it, it would have been great with fans. But what I loved about it is I am sick of the what wrestling, like everything being the same, the same, the same. Uh, it was different and it told a more methodical story and it told a very physical story and it was two grown-ass men trading bombs, seeing who had more at that time to see if honor is truly real. And I think the the moves are really cool in wrestling now, but the passion and the physicality and the toll it takes on your body seems to be lost. So we put a lot into that. And what was great, there was no like finisher reversals or one-two kickouts. Like, we did t- over 20 minutes without falsies. I mean, nobody, like, that's bold to try in this day and age to be different and have a match that's more old school with new school elements. So I was very proud of that one. You guys can check that out on, what is it, Honor Club. Uh, usually what I do these, I'm trying to find, uh, like, matches you can find, but on, like, the Ring of Honor YouTube, but that one's probably still on the pay-per-view, but... Uh, well, just do me a favor, make sure you pay for free the narrative using promo code Wrestle, or free WrestleZone for 20% off. I would love, like, feedback. Good, bad, indifferent. If you watch it and you think it's awesome let me know if you watch it and you think it sucks let me know just the fact you went out there and, and took a shot on something different i will appreciate that and uh if this continues then feedback's great to work upon and maybe it's not your bag but maybe you'll totally love it maybe it's something you could show people you ever have that moment when you're with like people that don't watch wrestling but you're a wrestling fan and they don't understand why you're a wrestling fan and you see all these great things, these great matches, these moments, these emotions, like you always see the good stuff, but then 
they'll come over and you'll have wrestling on and it'll be like the shittiest segment. It'll be like embarrassingly bad humor. It will suck so bad. And they'll just like roll their eyes. They're like, you actually watch this stuff? Like the, the non-wrestling fan. So like, this is something I think you could show to a non-wrestling fan and maybe they can catch it and understand the story arcs and the characters, the emotions. These aren't characters though. I mean, these are very real people telling very real stories. So yeah, watch it. There you go. Free the narrative. Catch it starting tonight. EC3, thanks very much for your time.